Yeah, we're recording. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's it. And that's all. That's it. And that's all. We're halfway through the fourth <laughs> quarter of the <laughs> San Antonio Golden State game. Golden State was up by three and looking pretty good. Strong D out there. I really hope that that stays good by the time this podcast is up. Did San Antonio win? We already know. We don't know. We don't Back. know here, but you know you now. Know. Welcome to the future. Batman versus Superman, anybody? <laughs> is there time travel in it? Might be. Oh, really? Well, kind of. Is that a spoiler? Not really. You wouldn't even notice it. Unless you were a super fan like Unless you, Unless you were Chris. fanning out. If you were deep on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. About comic books. <laughs> Did you go to Wikipedia and study? Yeah. Study long, Chris. Yeah. Bring it in, bro. Should we bring it in? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one minute funny intro. We're hilarious. Beautiful. Oh yeah, take in the vibes. You can, we can sit for a minute. I'm in no, I'm in no rush. Let me just take a drink. <laughs> I just, I be out in the woods. It does feel good to be out in the woods. That's why we moved back to Santa Cruz so we can be next to some trees. It smells so good in the mornings. We're sitting up at Grandma's house, the one I spoke of on the last uh, episode, and and it's it's beautiful. I mean, I'm living at my grandma's. <laughs> So the reality is, as a man, it doesn't sound so good. But as a human being, I'm living at it, my could, it could be worse. <laughs> I know it is hard to jump in. I got a, I got a ham cooking downstairs. Grandma's got a full bar. We can have a drink every night. It's all good. It's all good. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca and Jared Truby, and we are Pine Flat Illin today, out in Bonnie Dune at Jared's grandma's house, <laughs> upstairs, looking out at the lush shrubbery everywhere. Beautiful shrubs outside. Tell us a little bit about this house, JT. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you know, as a man, <laughs> when I said last week that I was living at grandma's house, uh, it was hard, but it was real. It was hard. <laughs> On the flip side, um, if you're going to live at a grandma's house and squish your four-person four family into one fairly large room, this is the place to do it. It's We're up in the hills. There's there's plants everywhere. It's greenery times a million. She's got a couple acres. So, I mean, in, in, in the reality, I got kids playing outside. It smells good in the morning, and we always get sun when the Santa Cruz gets foggy. That's where we're at. It's green everywhere. It's yep. great up here. It's old. It's, I feel like I'm in a cabin because yeah, I am in a cabin. Because you are, yeah. Kind of. They built this cabin because you guys care, all the coffee people out there. But the, you know what I'm saying? They built this cabin from like a one-bedroom place up to like a three-bedroom spot now. With, and they just added a whole bunch of layers. They got bocce ball out here. They are old-school Santa Cruz. They've been here since the beginning. And they, they're the kind of people who drop all the old-school people's names like Locatelli's and all these people. <laughs> and they like they know them. They brought back a whole like ten pounds of crab the other night that their bud Joe Locatelli caught on the, on the thing and in the ocean. It's been it was a great crab pounds feed. Of crab. No joke. And we cracked it and it was a good night. So they're taking good care of us because well, we're poor. It's all in the family. <laughs> it's though. all, it's in, the all family. in the family. They're supporting us. Uh, let's rewind this thing earlier today. Time machine. We were down at the spot thirty six hundred Portola at Cat and Cloud. Beautiful space. Doing bar design. Hopefully a beautiful space. Redesign. <laughs> so we had a rough bar plan laid out. Yep. Which we thought was good, which was good. It was good. And we went back in, live fire, drew everything out in chalk again, 
and spent a few hours running through service scenarios. Have you guys, has anybody out there experienced this scenario? When you go in, well, first of all, you sit and, and you plan out a space on paper and you think you've got this like great flow going and it's a pretty good flow, but then you go into the space and you stand there and you get the feeling with like it all drawn out and like all the walls knocked out and it's like, it's like getting close to ready to, to be how it's going to be forever. And you're like, I think we can make this better. And you start switching it all up on the fly. Have you guys experienced that? Because it's pretty cool and pretty crazy because your mind goes nuts. It's pretty messed up. And every bar that I've seen and looked at, and I'm like, this bar design is so dumb. Why did they do that? (laughs) It's really easy to see how you would maybe misplace something, forget something, unless you take the time and really run through pretty much every scenario that could happen. There are very many details into putting together a well-run and a shop with good flow. So we're dealing with the blessing slash limitations of a small space. (laughs) Yeah. Which is rad because our bar area is going to be really tight back there, but I love it. Actually, we had four people back there today and it was just about perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's intentional. So a lot of people, a lot of people in the big shops these days and the ones that are like the well-known high volume shots shops, they actually tend to have a lot of space behind their counters and we're kind of Dude, most what is up with that? I don't know, man. We weren't going to talk about this, but we now we are for a second. We Why is to. your bar so big? What are you doing with it? I totally agree. I mean, your it, numbers are probably marginally higher than what you could do with a lot less square footage back there. And you've got a bunch of dead zone. And it's like, if I'm going to walk to do a pour over, why would I walk five steps instead of one? Yeah. What's the benefit? I don't I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people put a lot of design over function and efficiency and moreover like effectiveness of that efficiency. So it's like I know. I I have a hard time with it. I mean, we're on the full other side of that. We're on like the ultimate how do we make how do we make it not feel cramped with the amount of people we're going to have behind and we've I think figured that out, but it, you know, we have to be really specific and we have to be really more effective than efficient because it's already going to be it's set up for efficiency right we have to be super effective to make sure that we don't hurt ourselves basically there because it's going to be easy for us to be fast we just have to make sure we're organized but then on the flip side all those people who put all that space behind their counters just to i guess give a show the show is cool looking but the show hurts your team i don't know it's like you have this space and it's big and then you fill it up with people yeah Okay, you have more space behind the counter than you need. So it yeah. takes longer to do everything. Or it takes more people to do it out, fast. Or it takes more people. Or because it's more spread out, you add more people. Yeah. Your labor goes up. Yeah. Your efficiency goes down. And you could have done less space, less people, and probably put close to the same numbers out. Oh, yeah. But w- you didn't. Yeah, you could have shrunk that whole space behind the counter and also added more seating for people and probably a quicker service. And also, let's just, I mean, if we go beyond that, when people are, when you're overstaffed, people aren't learning as quickly because they're not pushed to work as hard, again, as efficiently. And then the the growth process is actually slowed down a lot, all for the sake of something looking big. Well, for me too, one of the things that I hate as an employee places right. is when I'm not sure what to do. Yeah, You always have to stay busy. You always find something to do. But if there's not a clear path or if you're like this extra floater, right? 
who's just like a token person behind the counter Dilly Dally to make guy. up for like the extra space or you're like i'm the guy that hides in the back room for 30 minutes every hour or whatever i'm just back here i'm just here i'm just restocking no 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 yeah i went to yeah no I, i'm making chocolate yeah yeah no, no i You've been making chocolate for a half hour, bro. I'm just setting it up to do first in, first out on this milk, you guys. Well, there's enough people out front. Why would I go up there? It's already <laughs> full. There's already like four people. Then you have like six people in the back talking. You got to everybody each other in the, the back talking. They're like, ooh, Dale Pastries tastes pretty good right now. Check out this new Snapchat. Man, look at it. I got so many followers. Don't act like that culture is not out there and it's all y'all know what I'm talking about. Snapchat is hot right now. Snapchat is hot. I got myself off of there. That's a good move. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I'm too distracted with everything else. That's fair. I was on for a minute, and I was like, I could really get sucked into this. I'm going to get off. <laughs> Snapchat's my guilty pleasure throughout the day. He makes funny ones. All my other social media, I have uh, streamlined. <laughs> I have times when I post. <laughs> it helps me. Chris does funny Snapchats, though. It's worth watching. If you don't, you can find him. I'm You'll sure he's see a lot Chris of Jared. There. There's a good one today, but that was just for private. <laughs> you won't see that one. Full disclosure, everyone, I took a whiz in the corner of our space. <laughs> it went underground. Our space it is, wasn't on the yeah, floor. It all it went the 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 floor is fully tore up and there's no bathrooms and so you know what? I had to pee real bad. We were in the middle of a long fake service run and I was like, I'm gonna pee my pants and if I went outside, everybody outside would see me. So uh I peed through the co- the floor into the dirt under the under the space. So you know what? I'm I marked my territory. Let's just put something out there. We've it's been mine. hitting the content pretty well, so I feel good about this episode being lighthearted and we're going somewhere, I promise. But Oh, we'll go somewhere. This is you this, know this is all about you kind of getting in tune with where we're at. This is our mental status yeah, update. I mean, honestly, here's the mental status. I mean we have all these ideas generally of things to talk about and people to interview and the funny thing is is we totally have people to interview but because we're so deep in all this build out and web stuff and roasting and everything is kind of in motion we've been we've been just like strapped for time and so we've got some amazing people that are going to be on our uh, podcast trevor corlett is is the next well he maybe not the next but he is he was supposed to be on this week but we couldn't we couldn't get our act together and get him on he just won the uh, first place at the U.S. Coffee Championships for the East Side, and uh, we're gonna see him in Atlanta. We're also about to head off to Atlanta for the SEAA trade show, and we're gonna see a bunch of amazing people and get a lot of really good um, podcasts. And honestly, Chris and I may podcast on the way over there through the middle of the night. Who knows? Who knows what we'll do? We should probably do it. Yeah, I mean, we're leaving. We're leaving. We're flying Wednesday red eye at 10 p.m. So yeah. it could be a really interesting, hilarious show. You got anyway, you're gotta in those cheap flights. You cheap know what flights. I'm saying? Can't cheap be spending flights. that money. We on a budget. We're on a budget here. It'll flip around one day, but that's that's the honest truth. You guys are into where we're at mentally. We're we're putting our minds and efforts and energy into a lot of different places right now. So we're making it work because we love you guys. So bear with us until we get some hot content. And let's be real, we're gonna have some hot content today. We're gonna dive into some hot content. Let's I think, dive into like some right hot about content. now. So we were talking about space bar flow. I don't want to get too lost in the bar flow, but. One thing that's been coming up over and over and over again, and you talked about it a little bit. Oh, employees hiding in the back, employees here, there, but people learning over and again. We've been. One thing that's been just kind of eating away at our brains is the idea of hiring people. 
We're going to hire the cafe. people. We're going to hire people. Start there. We're going to hire people that are going to work in our store. Human beings. And they're going to make espresso and give high fives and they're going to roast coffee and they're going to do all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. And it's been an interesting journey. We've learned a lot over the years. We've learned a lot over the years. So we've done a lot of self-reflection as well on like what we want out of our business and our people and our, I guess our values and the long, t- the long play. And so yeah, go, yeah, go I don't Chris, even go. know where I was going. I, it's so ethereal and crazy. So, but it's not, that's the it's thing. Not. Yeah. We've had people write in and if you've written into us or dropped a comment or anything and you're just like, when are you guys going to hire? What's going on? Let me know. I'd love to come out. And we've had people from California. We've had people from the East Coast. We've had people from South. And every time we get one of those emails, it's awesome. And we feel really good about it because super good. It's just flattering to know that someone would want to be a part of what you're creating. Yeah. So that makes us feel good. And there's so many talented people out there. It's great. But the real truth is it's going to be a wild ride for hiring we have dude let's break it down for everybody let's break it down on the table yeah let's put it let's put it out there it's gonna be a wild ride for one but let's break it down even beyond that starting here bare bones reality we don't have a ton of extra money to pay people a lot of money so anybody who's going to get on board to support us has to be the kind of person who believes that we me chris charles and you and whoever else can do something special in the long play that will benefit us all. Chris and I believe in that. Charles believes in that. He's not sitting here. But anything special comes from amazing people. And the investment that you're going to get in working with us, and if you're the right fit, by the way, is going to come after a year or two, maybe. The big play. Maybe longer. But there's there's like... We don't want to necessarily have this thought out in the world that working for Chris and Jared is and Charles is the um, cool, quote unquote, thing to do and fun thing to do. And that's why you want to work for us. It will be very fun. I don't know if it'll be cool, but (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is, is Santa Cruz. I'm just going to break this down for anybody who like is hitting us up because there's people hitting us up from all over the United States, a.k.a. and the world, a.k.a. There's no a.k.a. and the world. (laughs) Also known as. I just want to break this down for anybody who's thinking about moving here. Santa Cruz is amongst the top five most expensive places to live in the United States of America, which is daunting. That's why I live at my grandma's house right now. It's real talk. And that's not to say you can't get roommates and make it happen. But the reality is... If you're coming, if you're really interested in working for us, you really have to, first of all, believe in Chris and myself and Charles. And beyond that, you have to really believe that this long play can be worth it. I believe it. Chris believes it. But that's not up to us to make you believe um, necessarily. You also are going to have to be the right fit, which is a whole other talk that Chris and I are going to keep going into. So I just wanted, I feel like I wanted to break that down because it's something that you and I and Charles talk about all the time is it's like, yeah, but what if somebody moves from Florida or New York to move here and they don't get paid a ton of money and it's super hard to make it? And you and I are both like, well, if the person is like you and I, they're going to come no matter what because they believe in it. Right. But just to get that off the table, this is now going to allow us to anybody who listens to our podcast, that is, 
weed out anybody who maybe would have thought otherwise and just keep it super real keep it real and you should you know i understand the idea of moving somewhere for a job and that's exciting and when i started working at verve and started talking with jared and i was in san francisco working at ritual and jared's like you should come down here and i was like yeah that sounds great and i checked it out and i did a lot of that had to do with working with him and the crew that was there at the time but then you really have to vibe with Santa Cruz. And Santa Cruz is a different kind of place to be. If you're used to like these big major metropolitan areas and have lived in a, a big city and that's your vibe, this is probably not the place for you. You may love it just the same, but if you're like a high energy New Yorker or, you know, if you're in the city or it's the just, city meaning San Francisco, the city meaning or San LA, Francisco. Or sorry, yeah. If you're in the Bay Area, we Chicago. call the city, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or LA, or you know, yeah. any of those places. It's a different vibe. It, it's definitely a small town. Yep. There's more and more um, food and art culture popping up all over the place. It's actually popping pretty hard right now. Yeah. But expect small town vibes. Yeah, your vibes are not city. But the reason Chris and I and Charles, I keep saying. Just assume that when I say Chris and I, I'm assuming Charles. Too. Charles just isn't. He's in just room not right in the room. Yeah. So um, the reason we love this place is that the millionaires all over the place that come from Silicon Valley and live here, they are not easily recognizable. They're the same guys driving around a Subaru or like a a Vanagon or something like that, and just like living outside and loving where we at and like the area, the topography, the ocean, the mountains, the trees. They're all here in a close range from your work. And so these people all live here and you can integrate with them and they come to your coffee shops and you hang out and there's no, there's status everywhere you go, but there's no recognizable status between the rich and the middle slash lower class here for the most part. And that's really cool. Yeah. You've got some LA type money, but with a down home just vibe. Yep. You got Pat O'Neill wearing like cargo shorts that he probably bought in like 1982 and driving his little Toyota and it's sweet. Pat O'Neill is the owner of O'Neill, the company that served that's, you know, wetsuits. Invented the wetsuit. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, yeah, you got people like that all over the place. I mean, there's there's people who are in the top, whatever, five to ten of Facebook over here that you'd never even know were, were those kind of people. And, yeah, their houses are huge, but you see them in the streets and they just are people with families that are really nice to other people. So we really get on with those kind of folk. So it is a, it's a different place, but it's also not a nightlife place. Everything pretty much shuts down between 9 and 10. You can't get really amazing food generally after 10 o'clock at night here, which is weird. I actually hate it. I think somebody will change it one day. Um, this town rises early because it's a surf culture. Everybody's up and at them between 5 and 7, like crushing it in a wake. Mornings are the shit here. Yeah. I love it because I love mornings. It's so good. You so need, good. It, it's, this is definitely a choose-your-own-adventure town. Big time. You're not going to get up, go out, and have everything handed to you on a silver platter like, oh, I'm going to go down to the new gastropub or the new thing or the, the trendy spot. It's like, if you're one of those people, and that's cool, I respect that, and I like to dabble in that when I go to cities, mm -hmm. but it, it's here. I get up in the morning way earlier than I need to be just to go to the ocean. I don't surf, but I just go walk by the ocean, get my exercise in, stat. We can be in the mountains in like 10 minutes from the sea to the mountains, just into it. You can go on a hike. You, you just do, you do you, Yeah. you make your own thing happen. And 
Yeah, I don't have like. No, no, I mean, and there's all those things that you like in the cities are here. They're just more spread out and they become more destinations. So it's it's just not as simple as I get up and I walk here and I take the metro there and then I bike over there. You can bike everywhere in this town, but it's it's just different and it's hard to explain unless you've been here. But it's it's a coastal town. It's beautiful and it's not city related. So that is uh that's kind of a general description of santa cruz yeah i'm good yeah, that's pretty I'm good crying. we've described that uh you have to really be in it to win it to want to work for us i guess having said that we are looking we are starting very slowly the process of looking for people and we have we're generally going to pay attention or pay attention <laughs> pay, pay attention. attention pay attention to no the keep, keep your eyes out on our jams because we're going to put out a couple of random days where basically chris charles and i are just going to hang out either at our space or somewhere and we're just going to be there all day with the hopes that anybody who's interested will come out and kind of holler at us maybe um drop off their resume and it's it's honestly kind of like a pre-screening meet and greet idea we really are going to be super serious about the people we bring on to our team because we want to be super intentional. We don't want to just be like, we're bringing on some baristas or we're bringing on some really nice people. It's quite a bit more than that for us. And we hope to always keep it like that. Well, it's really important for us that the values of the people that we hire line up with the values of our company. Cause let me just be a total asshole for a second right now. And then everybody can yell at me later. You probably aren't an asshole. You're probably just keeping it more real. So like specialty coffee, third wave barista. Cool. Dime a dozen. Don't care. Poor latte art. Sweet. Welcome to the club, bro. And I only say that not to be a total jerk. Cause I love barista culture and I totally appreciate it, but I just don't want anybody to get the wrong idea that, Oh, cool. I'm going to come work for Chris and Jared and we're just going to pour latte art all day. And then they're going to train me to compete in the breeze competition. And then we're just, that's what it's about. Cause that's, I mean, that's, that's not a, what it's that's about. a part of what it's about, but like, it's about just so much more than that. If you're just looking to just climb the ladder and be the next USBC champion and that's your reason, we're bad news for you. That's not, this is not the best place for no. you for you to be no we look we are looking forward to providing first off honestly an experience for santa cruz proper and we're gonna sell coffee you know online like we do and we're gonna you know we're open for wholesale in the very near future and all that and that'll be really important to us and treating those people right is great but our shop's in santa cruz right our first shop is in santa cruz yep and unless our first shop succeeds nothing, nothing else, else matters <laughs> and that is up to the people who work in our shops along with us because the other reality is Chris and I and Charles cannot do everything. We will have a vision and we'll have intention for everything, but it's going to be up to human beings to come alongside and carry that stuff out. And I think something that Chris and Charles and I all agree on that I think is really important and exciting is it's the idea of the long play. Like we want to truly pick the right people so that we don't have to have this problem. But we want people who want to grow up with us and be versions of ourselves in the long play and like take not literal ownership, like equity per se, but like ownership of our company with us and equity is not actually out of the play on the long, long play. But you know, it's like we want people who are willing to go there with us because that is what's going to make any business special and they will. And it also doesn't mean 
Basically, coffee is our catalyst for this experience, and we're looking to provide experiences in the long play in a lot of different dimensions. Like like where we find Professor X, Professor Krang. Professor Krang. <laughs> Professor Krang in Dimension is there. X. And it, it's just, it's it's there. I'm like, trying not to divulge too much information. Yeah, That's there's a couple things that we have that are just kind of like low-key that are, we're kind of saving for the, for the party barn. For later. the party barn. But, oh man, I don't even know. I want to provide someone with the experiences that I, some of which I had, but some of them I never had. So Jared and I are really neurotic and we're really intentional (laughs) and we're really aggressive about the things that we believe in, but we're not micromanagers or like energy hogs. We don't want to be or anything like that. And in our perfect world, our basically we are limited by our employees. Meaning if we don't put anything into employee growth and we have high turnover and we have employees that only reach X skill level that limits our growth potential also. So we're kind of after a win-win. If we can train people who are competent to run stores themselves, have some sense of autonomy, understand the brand well enough to execute the things that we would execute on our own, and that frees up our creative space, that's perfect. Amen. That's a win-win, and not be those guys that come in fourth quarter and just like mess up all of our employees programs because you're not doing it right and this isn't perfect you know yeah we want to provide yeah we want to provide a training experience to where everybody feels comfortable yeah if you manage this thing it's yours and we feel comfortable that it's yours because we're the ones that put you there we're the ones that trained you and if you're failing that's our fault big time we failed i mean it's exactly that we want to be able to be the kind of people that bring you in train you on our values and like and our vision for the place. And then we get you to the place where you understand it, which hopefully if we do a good job hiring, you already understand the value. So then we just train you on the things we need to train you on. And then it's like, Hey, congratulations on that sick idea you had. That's your new initiative and all the benefits that come with that. Like you're leading it. We'll support you in leading whatever that initiative is, whatever it is that improves our company via the values. Take that horse and run with it. We'll give you the credit. It's all yours. We don't need it all. And we all just grew together and Cat and Cloud became a better place because of you, not because of Chris and Jared. We don't need to bogart your plan. We don't need to bogart your your idea and or make it our own. Like my perfect world is to have whatever. We're going to open with five to seven people, we'll call it. If all five to seven of those people, we can train to the place where I can just say, hey, we need to do whatever this project is, so-and-so, can you take it? And for me to be able to sit, to trust that they will take it and get like 95% of it right. And then I can just tweak it with them at the end and have them walk away being so stoked that they just put a stamp. That to me is the best thing ever because it allows myself and Chris and Charles to focus on all the details of the business. And don't get me wrong. I'll want to be involved in all that stuff, but what's more powerful to me and what will make me feel better is somebody else that can do it, take the credit and get the credit. Like, if it's something that made us a lot of money or something like that, there's, don't think for a second you're not going to get rewarded for that. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's the the whole team wins. The team wins or no one wins. The team wins or no one wins because the last thing I want <laughs> is to be one of those guys that owns a business, comes into my store, looks around at everything, finds like 15 things that are fucked up, and have a paranoid panic attack and running around trying to fix all those things. 
I Ugh. get it. I understand that. But that's a Band-Aid for a bigger problem that you're missing. If that happens when you come into your own store, your training is messed up. Your systems are messed up. Your managers are messed up. Everything's messed up. And the only person it leads back to is leadership, and that's you. Scary. You need to look at yourself first and then how that trickles down to your employees. So I, these are just some... Some of the bases that that we're working with. Yeah, it's it's fresh. It's not fresh. We've been thinking about it a lot, but we haven't talked about it a ton because I've been traveling, and you've been here, and Charles has been there, and so it's been. We just felt like it's time for us to talk about this stuff a little bit, and you know, we honestly, the other thing is, is the first if we could get if the first five to seven people that we hire are the same five to seven people that are with us in five years. Trust me, it'll be worth it, and that would be the ultimate success for us. That would be so so sick so i mean the reality is is this we have roasting we have a website we have a podcast we <laughs> have a retail space at least one and we're going to open more than one we're not trying to grow too fast we're going to grow as fast as we can to be successful in the way we want to be successful and we're going to grow as fast as the people who come on under us are able and willing to lead other stores um so having said all that stuff you can picture that that takes more than three people <laughs> to do a good job on the level that we actually are trying to nail, but we're not even able to nail right now. So if you find yourself to, if you think you're that type of person who wants, who you feel like just listening to this is like resonating with this and really ready to like dive in and have maybe what feels like a couple hard years, you should definitely think about emailing us and talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right. Info at com. <laughs> couple hard years. Get in a couple hard years. Dude, a couple hard years for the rest of great years and being able to, to really do a a legacy that is not just about two to three dudes who started a company. Like it, To me, I, that is literally what pumps me up. I get pumped up about somebody, somebody's, everybody underneath that comes into my company, the ability for us both to mutually succeed because of teamwork. That is so sick to me and to me that spans more than just coffee it spans like if your dream is to somehow open a bakery one day it's not off the table it's not on the table yet but it's not off the table if your dream is to open a brewery one day it's not off the table like that's that to me is the thing sky's the limit in my mind we are not committed to doing a bakery or a brewery but we're not we're not opposed to these we're ideas. Not, not committed exactly <laughs> we are committed not. to good people an amazing experience sticking to our values and opening a few coffee shops. We're committed to a few coffee shops and a roastery. And after that, we're not opposed to anything in the entire world. Is that, did I just go too hard? No, I think that's fine. Okay. I think that all makes sense. I know. I'm like, so let me tell yeah. you about our company <laughs> values. <laughs> well, you're getting me into that zone. Chris. Into the zone, I know. Dude, I, I know it's a hard zone to be in. And if, if that doesn't sound good for someone, Hey man, I don't even, <laughs> no harm no foul that's fair like that kind of journey is definitely not for everyone oh for sure like most people it's not for most coffee professionals out there theoretically should not want to work for us because they will be taking a major downstep. for sure yeah for sure in having said that hey and in everything in everything i mean if you're in yeah 
Because, I mean, we will not micromanage, but we will be, It's I consider it overmanaging, which is just like there's specific things that we want to feel a certain way. That doesn't mean we're going to tell you how to do it. We're going to tell you that it feels or does not feel a certain way. And then we're going to ask you to figure out or figure out with us through constructive conversations how to make things feel and be the way we want them to be. And we're going to be really intense about certain things. And I'm not going to divulge what they are here because I ain't trying to give you all my business plan right now, dog. <laughs> But we are. And that some people might hate that. Some people might like that because to me, that's a form of collaboration where there's mutual trust and you come out on a level that is epic and it becomes a pinnacle. And I want to make that with my buds. It's hard, but I believe in it. That was real talk. And then there's everybody who's like running a business who hates it and they're like, you just see when you open reality kicks in, it's going to be different. Everything's you're wrong, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, every, not, not that I'm naive. I understand this is going to be hard and I don't know how hard it's going to be. I'm just waiting for it to be the hardest thing that we've ever done together. <laughs> but here's the thing. Everybody's got goals everybody's got these things that they're playing towards. And for us, there's a set of things that are non-negotiable that we're going to do. Yes. And that all, Oh, oh telephone inline ringing in here. Let's see what's going Let's see on. Who's on. Who this is a be? red, uh, rotary dial phone. So someone's calling it's in uh, here. It could be anybody. Let's upstairs. see. I'm going to check it on the phone lines. Get that phone, Jared. Let's see what happens. We're Oh, Oh, oh let's yeah. see. Hello. I just wanted to call in and say that you guys are freaking amazing. <laughs> I love you so much. And, uh, Rory, is that you? Yeah, it's me, dude. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> that was actually my grandma's phone. I just played both those voices, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're good. welcome, America. Good talk. And what Australia and anywhere about? else. Oh, we just talked about. Oh, how I we guess I was just gonna say the things that are important to you that you make a priority. Those are the things that you will execute on. Yeah, that, so I mean, it's one hundred percent. For us, true. it's not even a, a question of if this, then that. It's like we are doing this. Fucking it, ride or die, like exactly. Dominic Toretto on that <laughs> thing, dude. We're either gonna like crush through it, or we're gonna stick to our laurels and just go down in flames, but I guarantee you there are gonna be no flames. We will be pedal the metal in the B twelve. We're gonna be just full on Dodge Charger RT <laughs> big block. Just guzzling gas, dude. <laughs> Two to the gallon, popping wheelies. I mean I yeah. Well, I mean, I'm living my life a quarter mile at a time over here, and I don't <laughs> even, even know. a quarter mile at a time right now, dude? We're like an eighth <laughs> of a mile, dog. I don't even know how to explain it to motherfuckers. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, man, we just, like I said, coffee is the catalyst for the experience we want to create. And at this point in the world, Chris said it, it's not third wave, quote unquote, baristas. Being a dime a dozen means this to us. Like, you can train people to put. 18 grams of coffee in a porta filter and pull it for 26 seconds and pull it at 38 grams of volume. And it's just like anybody can do that. Now we're there. We're past that. We want to train people to like have a vision along with us and to, and to walk it out. And I can't wait to try. Yeah. Because I don't care who you are. I will like come on in. We'll turn you into a 
beast of a barista. Yeah, and we'll do a high five or two while we're doing it. Guaranteed. If you're in the zone and you want to learn, coffee's the easy part. Coffee itself is the easy part. You know what I'm saying? Training your palate to understand what you're tasting is a hard part. Giving good service while you're paying attention to all those little details is a hard part. Watching, dude, paying attention to everything happening outside of the counter while you're doing all those things is second nature is the hard part. It's just, yeah, dude, service opportunities are the hard part. And being able to communicate with other people on your staff and work together and train each other and accept faults is the hard part. Coming to work and punching boxes is not the hard part. No, yeah. 18 and 36 out is pretty easy. It is definitely easy, especially if you weigh it out every single time. Texturing milk, not that hard. Texturing milk's the easiest part. Latte art pouring is the hardest Latte part. Latte art's of a all little tricky stuff. for a little bit. Yeah. For the general public, the learning you know, curve is yeah. gnarlier. It is the hardest part is pouring latte art with speed and efficiency. What are some of the things? Maybe this is dangerous territory. I guess we can go into dangerous territory. We're about to open our own shop. It's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Like, what were you looking for a few years ago? You know, I mean, okay, everybody starts on this coffee journey, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to make coffee. And right. for me, I was just like, wow, I really like to drink coffee. I like the cafe culture because there's a lot of people there from a lot of different walks of life. And that that was what attracted me to the cafe culture at first because I was like a skateboarder. Yeah. But most of my homies didn't really drink coffee, but I thought it was cool because you'd get like the skateboarder and the weird intellectual guy and like the really rich guy and the really poor guy. And, you know, people talk about this all the time, but I liked the coffee shop as the great equalizer. Yeah. Because there's. I feel like people are complex. They have different aspects to their personality and I could kind of like cut loose in the coffee shop. So yep. that drew me in. And then going forward for me, I was, I used to draw, but I don't really anymore, but I consider myself, I guess like a creative person. Oh yeah. So one of my biggest things that I wanted out of my work, wherever it was, was to be able to exercise my creativity. Right. In whatever way that presented itself. Totally. So for a while, that was, you know, my interpretation of whatever espresso would be yep. a little bit on the milk and construction side. But then finally, when it came to a head, I needed more than I could get mm-hmm. anywhere. Yes. So basically, OK, like I have all these ideas in my brain. These are ways, creative ways that we can fix things, improve things, do something unique, do something unique. And once I was unable to put those to work and it was like, nope, yeah, nope. That's for me. That's when it was, that's when I knew like, okay, like this isn't going to work. You have to do your own thing. I have to do my own thing, whether Mm -hmm. I want to or not. Like, cause I actually wasn't that guy that ever wanted to own a business. I, I fully believed in hoping that like I could be somewhere. Cause to be real, like there's a lot of stuff on our plates right now. And I'd be lying a bit. if I didn't say it was like a little bit stressful. And oh, I don't yeah. doubt that it's going to be worth it at all. It's pretty heavy, though. It's pretty heavy. I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into starting your own business. And all the business owners out there are like, oh, yeah, for sure. And you guys don't even know. Yeah, you get but it. But it's real. It's real. And it's it's tricky and hard. And yeah, it's going to be worth it. But so for me, I guess where I was going is that like. That's like a value mm-hmm. that I held dear. Right. So I'm hoping that we can provide that yep 
to someone else. And that was like, that was the one thing that I wanted out of my work that I couldn't really find empowerment that I couldn't really find just right. the ab- ability and acknowledgement to be like, Hey, you know what? Like you've got a good idea. Yeah. You've proven yourself in these other avenues. Like, right. You're going to be able to run with this idea. Totally. So what I'm the commitment that I'm making on the microphone right now is that I'm not going to have those employees lift them up and then just gun them down in flames because I'm the boss. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if, and totally. And if something isn't, if something, if there's like a disagreement at that level, I understand like you're the type of person I know you, I can just speak for you on this, that you're the type of person who's going to be like, here's why though. It's not going to be like, no, I don't like it. It's going to be like, here's the reasons. Here's why it doesn't line up with our company values and with what we're doing or super sick most of that's on point. Let's tweak this other part because it doesn't go against our company values and keep running with this idea. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I mean, the idea's got to be good. Yeah. There's got to be some like meat like behind it, you know? Yeah, there's got to be a be reason. Something to sink your teeth into. Always it. a reason. You, yeah, I'm a big prove it guy. So yeah. if someone pitches an idea to me, they really have to prove it. I need, you know, and to me, that just tells me that they've thought about it, ran through some scenarios in their head yeah. and they're bringing something to the table. That's not just a whim because everybody has ideas all the time. Oh man, this could be cool. Oh man, that could be cool. Right. But it's like, what are the implications? Have yeah. you thought about this? How's it apply? You know, like everything's a sales pitch. Always pitch it, do your homework, <laughs> pitch it. And I, I want to hear good pitches from my employees. Oh, I don't babe. want like these weird little drone minions that are like, yes, that's good. Great. Oh my God. Chris said this, Jared yeah. said that. I do like, like you got crazy ideas. Like bring it, dude. Yeah, I want to hear it. It happen. Hopefully we, we can't know everything. <laughs> Hell no. This, that's know. the only thing. If if we start, if we stop learning, we stop growing us as the owners of this company, as well as the people who work for us. Same thing. I mean, for me is yeah. Coffee in general was always a challenge. Um, it's like twofold. It's, it's beginning to conquer and become really good at something is one part of why I like coffee. The other part is that I'm really into culinary, like tasting. I can't help it. And I think innovating, like coming up with things and again, like you creativity, putting, putting Mm -hmm. your own spin, putting your stamp on something. And so, um, there's those parts that got me into coffee and got me hungry about coffee. And then, uh, if you couldn't tell, I'm really into values, mission, vision, and the intention of why the hell are you even doing this? And for me, and maybe not only me, but I mean, I don't find that a ton of people, you're out there, but a ton of people don't find themselves as neurotic as I am about this, but I need to know, like, what are we doing? That's way bigger than me just serving somebody a cup of coffee. Like, where are we at? What are we trying to do? Even if it's not, even if you're not thinking about me generally, like what are we building in this company? People wise, what are we growing? You me, and whoever out to be, are you, are we going to be better at, everything so that when we either leave this company or go start our own company or grow up in this company how are we going to benefit wherever we go on a level where they're like wow how did how did this person get so good at all of this stuff and if if there's no intention in that how can you have any retention for me and ooh, intention equals retention (laughs) i think so that's a good call out i i just i feel that way it's like claiming it right here i'm claiming it and you heard it here first intention equals retention (laughs) intention equals retention and I just think that there is, if you're not always learning through your company, at some point you're going to hit a ceiling because nobody, things go away. Things are not always important. And so it's like, cool, I got to the next level. I got more money. I got a new title. 
why you know after a couple of years it doesn't matter all of a sudden you're gonna have this itch of like well i need more money and a different title to be happy and if that's the case your company has a problem if money and titles are the reason people are happy in your company you're not going to hopefully be my company ever that's all so i i got to this point um at some point where i didn't find my values aligning and i also just thought i i have all these ideas and i it's 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 totally fair. It's not my company to make these ideas happen. And everybody's happy except me. It's my fault. I got to go. <laughs> I'm <Right>. unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go. I got to make something happen. I don't know how to make it happen, but I can't make it happen here. So if you can't make it happen, let it be okay in your heart for one and maybe stop stressing it, which I never did. But try your best to stop stressing it. And you'll be a lot happier at work. Or two, get out. Or probably three, get out and stop stressing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to butcher this, but I was listening to it in a podcast yesterday. Love podcasts. Love a nice podcast. Do you guys love podcasts? I do. And I can't even remember who the speaker was, but they were talking about workplace happiness and growing and where you belong. And an exer- exercise that this guy does, and he has all his people do every year, is... Every year, he goes through the mental process of quitting his job. So he steps back and says, okay, what things are important to me in my life? What things are important to me in my work life? Am I truly happy doing what I'm doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I go to work every day and do this? And he runs through this scenario of just like, quitting his job and it's just like an exercise that he does it's crazy and one time he did it and was like you know what i make a lot of money this is a really cush job i actually hate it it says nothing about me as a person i could totally work here for the rest of my life but that's just not good enough for me peace you know and he quit that's wise living. And he has all his squad go through it. So I, I just think it's like an interesting thing because I wish I would have gone through that like a, wh- like a while ago. Yeah. You know, I stay at companies for a pretty long time. I know loyalty can really hurt you. And I'm always like, oh, I think I believe, believe. And it's like looking back at the, the last journey, you know, I had a really good like front half in Santa Cruz. You yeah. Know? It was, it was great. Like, 2009 2012 i'm not gonna lie it's rad good to, you know what i'm saying <laughs> it was pretty sweet but if i'm being honest with myself i, I should have quit in 2012 right and that's my bad you know i don't even know where i'm going with this i'm just kind of like ripping off stuff that i think about off the top of my head well because we're just going philosophical well i guess i think a little I, bit. I guess what i was thinking about is i hear a lot of people a lot of baristas a lot of coffee professionals who are just they don't really like their jobs yeah they're like oh man the company's this the company's that the company's blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like i would encourage those people i'm not saying start your own business because that's definitely not for everybody <laughs> but you know take a step back and look around and see what's important to you and start looking for those things in other people. You know, you're not really stuck ever. Start educating yourself, start talking to people and try not to. I've definitely, and I'll just apologize to all the people who have heard me complain in the world, but I've definitely gone out and just complained. Start talking to people about solutions though. And like in different angles and different, like 
perspectives on where you're at and what you're going through and see what kind of knowledge you can get. Also, start listening. There's a lot of really good podcasts out there that you can listen to to kind of give yourself some like... I mean, it depends on what you're into, but get on get on the internet. Google search some podcasts. There's there's a lot of good conversations going on out there about perspectives and, and opportunities, and you could very well find yourself doing what you like through your the things you like out of coffee somewhere else in some other framework and something that you don't even know about is basically where I'm getting at. I don't, you don't know where your end goal is and you might find that you really love a job that you're just keeping yourself out of because you're attached to coffee or attached to being a barista or who knows, or just with the wrong company maybe. Yeah. I mean, fast, fast forward five years. What like, do you think do? about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty heavy. I never used to do that. But on a small plan on a small scale yeah, yeah i no. would like fast forward and i was like "Ooh, it'd be cool to do this but i never thought like okay what kind of career opportunity am i gonna have here mm-hmm. and moreover who can you be influencing and helping because here's the thing about coffee for me and and chris and charles and i coffee shops in a way are very holistic you're helping people and if you're doing a really good job selling third wave coffee especially coffee you're actually improving the long play for for farmers in third world countries because more people are buying especially coffee so there's that whole deal but like what you're doing is you're getting human beings into better places so that they can do amazing and important things for their lives during their days and a lot of people forget that it's a holistic thing and that you are giving on the counter side flip side something that we're trying to protect at cat and cloud is that the realities of giving all the time is that you're giving your energy all the time and we don't have the answers all the answers yet but we have ideas on how to get energy back not from our customers per se although there is something that naturally going to happen if we do a good job making it fun and efficient but like in protecting our energy and the people's energy and and your time and your life because the reality is it feels really good to give until it's the only thing you're doing and if the (laughs) only thing you're doing is giving and you're not getting anything you're just going to get tired and that's plain common sense it's something that america is actually not about but the best companies are about protecting that stuff america freaking america america hey lay off the gas america <laughs> america dude or at least like find a way to Skirt. yeah find a way to shift gears shift a little gears. bit you know tone down for what <laughs> heel toe two to three shift get it <laughs> <laughs> anyways i think i've ranted maybe enough I, I don't even you know i'm just honestly excited today we got in our space we made something generally we made a fake flow of how it was going to feel to make coffee for human beings and we pictured what our space was going to look like and kind of some of our little offerings. It's going to be so tight and so small and so bootstrappy, but better than that. But it is the reality is it's like, dude, it's our first store and it is exciting. And I can't help but feel like really energized and really excited. And I'm like ready to share. And I gets it gets, I get hungrier and hungrier every time. It's our first store. And then, yeah, we're building out on a budget and yeah, it's just, it doesn't matter. No, it's awesome. It like doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm like so I'm so into it right now. Me too. I'm like glad that we don't have a lot of money. I don't even <laughs> You know what I mean? Better on the long I just like don't even it's like not even crossing my mind. I'm just every there's a million beautiful coffee shops out there and it's great and ours is going to be beautiful too and I'm excited about doing less with more. And I feel like with a lot of the bigger companies, there's just such an opportunity cost with some of the things that are bigger, fancier, sexier. Like, okay, would I like a couple million dollars to do a build out? I mean, 
yeah, sure. I mean, no one wants to not have a bunch of money, but I see the trend that I'm seeing lately is just like, okay, are you a coffee company? Or are you a fucking design company? Because how much money did you spend on this shit? And that's cool that you have the money. You know, you've earned the right. You paid your dues. You have the money. But like, how many hours did you spend with your designer? How many hours did you spend with your architects? How many hours did you spend to do this, that, and the other? And guess what? You go to your store, and it's like a pretty normal coffee shop. Everything looks sexy. Everything costs tons of money. Everything has like hours of design behind it. But like, the bar design is mediocre at best. Oh man! As far as workflow is concerned, right? It's, it's like fair to good. Dude. And I, I, all I think about is the opportunity cost. Like, take all that energy and time that you spent with your architects, your artists. You're finding the fanciest fucked up zebra wood from god knows where dude and like what if you put that into your staff what if you put that into your quality dude, control right? what if you actually put that into your company do you think your customers will care if your wood is like crazy zebra wood or just some normal like whatever random wood crazy? if like the workflow is better the customer service is better yeah. the interactions better like everything's better no they don't care they want better coffee in a nice looking space and you can build a nice looking space for like a quarter of a million i was gonna bucks, say you know? even like, even two-thirds of that imagine the two you know two-thirds of a million dollars and then you take the other two hundred fifty thousand dollars <laughs> and invest it in all the external whatever it is dude give you know what i'm saying give all of your staff a paid one week vacation or give them some external like learning opportunities whereversville or take them all to eat or get them all like massages and still invest the other hundred and ninety five thousand dollars and all that stuff you were talking about and it's like i don't know what uh, for example this isn't like a direct correlation but there's proof of concept of stuff out there like this like take who some of the most influential people in specialty coffee right now i'd say arguably are Charles and Kyle at G&B. Yes. Right? Of course. They're two top-tier professionals that are just killing it. Squirrel Kitchen, where they started. Just like weird Metro racks everywhere and espresso machine. There it is. They were crushing it there. Fast forward to the original incarnation of G&B at the market. Bare bones. Not fancy. They just had a redesign, which looks killer which is awesome. But for the first few years, it's like, it's not about that shit. It's about the interaction that they're having with their customers. It's about the quality of product that they're providing. It's about those things. Dude. And do you think their customers cared like last year when the bar was not redesigned that they're like, Oh man, this place sucks. It's just, it's just normal. No, they don't even notice. I mean, it's the same thing with Layla and Cherry Street. She's killing it. She talks about how their second wave, they're going to start putting in a lot of effort into more third wave style shops. But she's like, we're killing it. We have 11 stores. We're going to have 14 stores. Everybody in Seattle loves them. She won the USBC. And it's like, there she is also killing it. You know, it's like these people are out there, industry leaders. And she, she's her thing is this. She's like, we have a lot really successful second wave culture. It's super successful. It always will be. We're going to expand it and we're going to grow it. And we're going to also get more third wavey. But it's, do you think anybody is like, oh, Layla's not good at coffee? Or do you think they're not like, she's in, not influential doing all this stuff, the coffeewoman.com, all that. You know, it's like, she's there killing it. Or just look at like, do you think she thinks like, oh, we have to redesign all of our stores 
so that we get into Kinfolk magazine. No. Fuck no, dude. It no. doesn't matter. She's killing it. Her staff's killing it. Because then you spend They're like happy. what? You spend 500000 on a remodel. What do you get out of it? Nothing. The same store? Nothing. That you was get a, closed like for a remodel. Some more Instagram posts, maybe? Yeah. Hashtagged? Yeah. By famous. Bl- and you get to close your store for a while. You get to close your store. I mean, and if have you your... have 11 stores, that's cool for her. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you only have one. Not like all that. of us have 11 stores, Layla. Yeah. Good job, though. You that's and your dad nice. are crushing. <laughs> It's a family affair. Shout out to Ly- Layla and Ryan for letting me stay at their house on our trip too. You guys are great. Aww. Um, I feel like we were just ran. We're just talking. Are we over a year? year? We're over. We're about a year. A, Did I say a year? Over. We an recorded hour? for one year. Oh my gosh! It probably felt like a year for all y'all listening. Feels like a year. Are we over an hour? We're at fifty-five minutes. Wow. Good job, minutes. Chris. We just chatted right up there. I don't know what happened. I mean, we didn't even get specific with our values that much. No, we really didn't. That's good. Maybe we keep it a mystery for a while. Yeah, but keep your, keep your eyes peeled, guys. We're going to put out some uh, meet and greet dates. And if you want to get a hold of us and say hi and you hear this and you feel like, hey, I really have to get a hold of them. Where are we going to be in uh, Atlanta besides all those awesome booths? Or how do you find us in Atlanta, I should say? How do you find us in Atlanta? I we- guess you should go to our website. Well, there is a schedule on our website at catandcloud.com. There's That's a the banner that links to our total boost schedule. Just click the banner, bro. Just click the banner, bro. JT, where are we going? Just click the banner, bro. Nailed it. Hey, if you look at the banner, guys, it's a little throw out to the top left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm riding on JT. We're going. We're taking a tour of Atlanta, basically. Some would say we're riding the lightning. Ride the lightning. So yeah, click on that banner. We're going to be at four to five different booths over the weekend. And we're also having a great time. I know we talked about this a lot. Should we go heavy on Twitter in Atlanta? Like if you need to get a hold of us or something? Yeah, we should probably go heavy on everything. We're, we'll probably go heavy. And then um, anybody who wants to order coffee before Atlanta, you have two days. Is that true? We're going to roast on Tuesday. Yep. So actually you have like one day to 24 hours to put in your order? This might not be out until then. Yeah, well, you put it out tomorrow. No, I'm putting it out. Yeah, you have one day. Pull it so you together. You have like 12 hours actually. You know the website. You have 12 hours. You to know what to do. Cat and Cloud Coffee. You guys, thanks a lot for listening. I feel like this is a great finish. I feel like it's a great finish. You know, I need to do a shout out before we finish. Please shout out. Dude, shout out to all of our subscription customers. Oh, yeah. Who get coffee monthly and every other week. Dude, we love you guys. Yes, I love technology. Dude, but not, not as much as, much as you see. Yeah, it's love technology. It's so rad to see the same names come through the order queue and to send out coffee. And we're doing our best to mix it up. And we've been sending y'all some coffee that's not on the menu. And we've been trying to keep it fresh as much as we can. Oh, yeah. And then every once in a while, we'll send the same thing twice. And for y'all who stay on, thank you. You're playing through with us. And we, we really, really appreciate it. It won't always be like that, dogs. We're moving forward with some fun stuff. We I did order a roaster. Holla. Oh, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. It's going to be maybe crazy color. <laughs> you never know, guys. You don't even know. Okay. All well, right. Good shout out. Well, that's the shout out. We're going to wrap this thing up and get back to the lush greenery out here in Bonnie Dune. This is the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca. I'm Jared Truby. And we're your best friends. Top dogs. Yeehaw.